Tutoring completely changes our perspective of challenging students, gives us genuine compassion and connection with the kids who are hardest to reach in class, and it can also pay three times more per hour than teaching. Welcome to The Incremental Upgrade, a podcast about little ways to change your life. I'm your host, Jen Gray, and on this show, I share positive habits, practical inspiration, and clarity questions to align your body with healing, your inner dialogue with love, and your everyday with abundance. Whether you're creating something new or releasing something that no longer serves you, we're here to make peace with the process and step into the possibilities one inspired action at a time. Recenter and reconnect with the life you want today in the free five-day reset at jengray.com forward slash reset. Well, hello and welcome back to the Incremental Upgrade podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gray, and I'm happy you're here and happy to be back myself from a pause I took the last couple weeks of school to survive and also to do more of what this episode is about, which is my very favorite side hustle for teachers, which is tutoring. And with that came an unexpected light bulb of clarity that it was time to let fifth grade go and hold space for a new opportunity to do more of what brings me joy, which is both really exciting and also really scary because I'm not quite sure exactly what that new career path looks like yet. But what I do know from tutoring is that working one-on-one brings me a lot more joy and also a lot more money. And I also know that the universe loves to fill a vacuum, so I completed that chapter to make room for something even better. If you've been listening to this show for a while, we've been grappling with some of the internal conflict that can come with considering a career change for a while. And if this is one of your first times tuning in, then first of all, welcome and thank you for being here. And if you find yourself in a similar situation where you're considering making a change, then you might enjoy episodes 21, 22, and 23 on red flags that it might be time to change jobs job change pitfalls to avoid, and your unique decision-making superpower, respectively. Because what I'm not here to tell you is that just because I'm making a change, you should too. You have that authority within yourself. And the purpose of those three episodes was to help both you and me process some of that uncertainty and come out with our own clarity on the other side. You can find those job change episodes in the show notes below, as well as the first episode in this little mini series, which was episode 25 about OutSchool, the first of several side hustles for teachers that I've explored in the past couple years. And we're going to continue that conversation today in this episode about tutoring. This series is geared a little more toward my educator friends. However, you do not need to be a professional teacher to do either of these things. People teach all sorts of creative things on OutSchool that aren't necessarily strictly academic, and connecting with one student or one family individually in tutoring and finding a way to make whatever you're working on stick for them is a very different experience than teaching 30 kids all at once. So in today's episode, we're going to look at a few reasons why I love and recommend tutoring, a couple different ways to get started, how to set and increase your prices, and a few more miscellaneous tips to make it an enjoyable and successful experience for everyone involved. 
So diving right in with reasons to love tutoring, one of the things that inspired me to pursue tutoring was that in my first year of teaching, in the face mask desk shield pandemic year, I had a student in my class with special needs who was really struggling and would get so frustrated in class that they'd often cry and walk out of the room. So I started pulling them aside here and there and going over the material they found overwhelming in class. And it was like dealing with a totally different person who in a group setting was very hard to reach, but individually was super engaged and appreciative. And it really shifted my perspective of students I found challenging, where the same kid who was shouting and spinning a ruler on a pencil in his mouth like a human helicopter and just generally driving me bonkers in class was actually a likable kid who wanted to do well one-on-one. And giving them that little bit extra made such a big difference to both of us, but opportunities to work one-on-one with students are inherently limited in a regular school setting. So when the faculty tutoring list came around, it made me wonder whether I might be able to help them more after school, and we'll talk a little more about what that conversation with the parents looked like in a minute. The second reason I love tutoring is because the income potential makes teaching sustainable. Teaching was the lowest paying job of my entire adult life, including working at Applebee's in college, whereas I made two and then three times as much per hour tutoring one student at a time as I did teaching 30 at a time during the day. So infinitely easier, more enjoyable, and also more highly valued? Yes, please. The final reason I love tutoring is because it's more aligned with my design. We've only talked about human design a little bit so far on this show in the decision-making superpower episode where we looked at authority, but another key piece of it is strategy. And the strategy for my type, which makes up about 70% of the population overall, is to respond, which basically means that we work best when we're responding to something or someone. Traditional teaching certainly has some of that element of response, but it's also a lot of initiating, which can create frustration or even feel exhausting to someone whose strategy is to respond. So if you happen to be a fellow manifesting generator or generator, and you've experimented with your strategy, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, then I hope you'll check it out because whatever your strategy is, leaning on it more both at work and otherwise It really does make a huge difference in the satisfaction we experience. So if at this point you're thinking, okay, I'm into it, or maybe I'm into it, but what does that look like to actually start doing it? The most effective strategy for me, again, was to respond, which meant putting myself in places where I could actually offer to help. The summer of 2020, that looked like offering to watch neighbors' kids so they could work. And since these kids had just missed an entire quarter of school, I was trying to make a point to read with them every day and include other little educational activities. And one of the parents mentioned that she was concerned that her daughter wasn't reading yet, so I offered to help. A little later, I was facilitating distance learning for a friend's kids, and one of them was having a hard time with math, so again, I offered to help. It didn't even really occur to me those first couple times that what I was doing was opening a door for tutoring, but that's how it ended up turning out such that fast forward a year to the end of my first year in the classroom when the parents of my aforementioned friend thanked me for everything and shared what a hard time they were having, and once again I was able to offer to help, and the rest was kind of history. 
I worked with that family exclusively at first, but by the time he changed schools, I guess people had seen me on campus doing it enough that I started to get other referrals. Some came from colleagues, some came from parents, and a very small handful of times, I reached out to families whose students were really having a hard time, and they took me up on that offer to help. We have two more ways to get started with tutoring, along with how to set and raise your prices, an idea what to expect income-wise, plus a couple tips to make it a more enjoyable and successful experience for everyone, and we'll be right back with all of the above after a quick break. Hey, just interrupting myself to invite you to push pause with me in our free five-day reset. If something in your life is not working for you, I'm right there with you, and this reset is a process I use to turn it around in a way that feels really positive, practical, and productive. On days one and two, we'll unpack what you really want and what the problem is, so on days three, four, and five, we can start creating something new, releasing what no longer serves you, and taking inspired action from a super-centered and intentional place. Each day for five days, you'll get two clarity questions and a little pivot perspective via email, and we'll keep it short, sweet, and supportive so you can focus on your own inner knowing and start calling in those positive changes. Start your reset for free at the link in the show notes below or at jengray.com. That's J-E-N-N-G-R-A-Y.com forward slash reset. And now back to the episode. All right, my friends, welcome back to this Tutoring 101 episode for my entrepreneurial educator friends. So far, we've looked at three reasons to love tutoring and my favorite way to get started, which is offering to help where you see a need, which is a little easier if you happen to work at a school. But my first two conversations like that happened before I started working as a teacher. So even if you're not actively on a campus, there are still other ways to get into tutoring. One is on OutSchool. Now, I have only ever taught group classes on OutSchool so far, but I get their educator emails all the time where they've mentioned many times that there's a big demand for one-on-one tutoring on that platform. So if you'd prefer the flexibility to do it online or from home, that might be a good fit for you with the downside that OutSchool takes a 30% cut of whatever you make, which I think is a great deal for group classes, but not so much for one-on-one offerings, but it is an option. Another one is Wyzant, W-Y-Z-A-N-T, which I have not used personally, but have discussed with a former colleague and a dear friend who had a great experience with it. So I asked her for a couple tips for the show, and what she shared was one, that she loved how easy it was for tutors and students to connect and track lessons, and also that it removed the potentially awkward need to ask for and arrange payment yourself, which luckily I've never had a problem with in this industry, but I have experienced that issue enough in other chapters of my career to recognize that that is a value add for sure. The cost of said value add is a 25% cut to Wiseant, but one more tip my friend shared was that once she was well connected with her chosen families, they chose to pay her directly and she offered them a small discount for doing so, such that they paid less and she made more, so it was a win-win for everyone. Which, speaking of payments and rates, etc., I promised at the top of this episode that we'd talk about how to set and increase your prices, so let's take a look. I felt very uncertain and unqualified about this when I first officially started, like, who am I to just double my own hourly rate compared to what I was making at school? 
but that's exactly what I did. And I've raised my prices several times since, and the amount of pushback I've gotten on that from families has been zero. So if you're not sure where to start, see what other tutors in your area are charging just to give yourself a range and pick a rate that feels just a little out of your comfort zone at first, knowing that you can always increase your prices later. I started at $35 an hour two years ago and then raised it to $38, $42, and now $48. And I have an email template I use for this purpose. I send it to myself and BCC my families. And I try to give them usually between two and four weeks of notice about when the change will apply, and it really is as easy as sending an email. Another way you can somewhat raise your rates is by extending your session time where you're actually adding more value. I noticed with almost all of the students I was tutoring that an hour wasn't quite enough time for us to get through everything, so I told my families I'd be extending future session times to 80 minutes, and that increased my bottom line 33% with 20 extra minutes here and there, which the parents valued too because then their kids were coming home with their homework done. Just to give you an idea, since this is something people often ask me about, since I started tracking my income in January 2022, I've made an average of about $500 a month doing this, and that depends how many families I have at any given time, and I had my best month yet this past May at $838 over the course of the month, tutoring five total hours after school over the course of four days a week, which was really great. So all that said, I have a few more little tips I thought I'd be remiss not to mention to help you make this an enjoyable and successful experience for everyone involved if tutoring is something you decide to pursue. And the first one is to choose a neutral location like your school or a library. I've found that going to people's homes really changes the dynamic because kids act differently around their parents. They get distracted by dogs and siblings and TVs, and it makes it a little harder to set boundaries and stick to the hours you've agreed to. Tip number two is to communicate with the child's parents and teacher if it's someone other than you. I always talk to parents about where their students are having a hard time, and the teachers also have an extra layer of insight that can be really helpful. So you can ask about skills they might need to work on or even missing assignments, because in the likely event that they didn't do it because they don't get it, working on it together in tutoring can not only reteach that skill, but also help bring up their grade. I've also found that parents really appreciate any feedback and insight tutors can give around techniques we used or progress their child made or resources we recommend, etc. because they're investing in tutoring because they care about their child's education. And as a tutor, we're a valued partner in that, which is awesome. Tip number three is to always offer recurring sessions as opposed to one-off. There's only so much you can accomplish in a one-off hour, and most of the families you serve are going to want ongoing support, so recurring sessions means more predictable support for them and more predictable revenue for you, which is a win-win for everyone. So when people ask for availability, rather than saying, I can do Thursday after school, say, I can do Thursdays after school. Tip number four, last but not least, is to have a loose plan in mind for the session when it comes to what to work on, but be flexible and tuned in to what's going on with the student. One of the things I love about tutoring is that I don't need a full-on lesson plan, so one of the things I like to do instead is to have the students show me their homework, 
Ask them which one they find the most challenging and work on it together because as I see how they approach it, that shows me what the skill gaps are that we'll want to work on in that session, in the homework, and otherwise. The vibe is a little different in the summer where we don't have that homework to respond to, but something I've really enjoyed so far is I asked one of my students what they'd like to learn more about this summer, and they told me a specific historical figure. So that gave me an opportunity to tailor something to what they were interested in, where we're going to work on reading and comprehension and note-taking and essay writing, etc. on a topic they are actually excited about, which is awesome. As a quick recap of today's episode, tutoring is an amazing side hustle for teachers and the education inclined. It completely changes our perspective of challenging students and gives us genuine compassion and connection with the kids who are hardest to reach in class. It also pays three times more than teaching, at least in my case on an hourly basis. And if your human design strategy happens to be to respond, then responding to students' needs in tutoring can feel a lot more aligned for how you're wired to work than having to initiate more in a regular classroom setting. The easiest way to get started in my personal experience is to offer to help human to human with the parents and or take referrals from colleagues or families you serve, though you can also get started online if that's more up your alley on sites like OutSchool and Wiseant. You can set your own prices and increase them as you see fit, not only by raising your hourly rates, but also by extending your session times. And depending how many families you work with and how many hours you're available, you can make a couple hundred dollars a week with a few hours here and there. If you decide to give it a try, quick tip rundown, don't do it at their house, communicate with the parents and the teacher, offer recurring sessions, and be flexible. Notice what your student is having a hard time with, what they're interested in, and how you can help them not only learn whatever the skill might be, but also enjoy the process. All that said, I hope you enjoyed the process of taking a closer look at tutoring as a potential side hustle. As always, I truly hope this episode served you today and that if it did, that you'll share a link or a screenshot with your entrepreneurial educator friends. I'll have another educator side hustle for you in the next episode. So if you'd like to join us for that, the best way to do so is to subscribe wherever you're listening so you can get that episode automatically. And if you've already done that, then I'd be super grateful to hear from you in a quick review. Reviews make a world of difference to solopreneurs and to podcasters. So thank you, thank you, thank you for any kind words you're willing to share. Last but not least, if you are facing a big decision or setback around something that needs to change in your life, career, or otherwise, then check out the free five-day reset in the show notes below, and we'll unpack some clarity questions together and get you reconnected and re-inspired by what you truly want for yourself. You can find that five-day reset as well as all the other job change and educator side hustle episodes so far down in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening all the way through to the end of this episode. I truly appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks again for tuning in today. Did you like this episode? If so, I'd love if you shared it with a friend. You can also subscribe to get new episodes automatically and share your thoughts in a quick review. Before you go, check out the show notes below for links to all the resources we talked about today, including your first human design consult free at jennnray.com.